John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. What's up, everybody? It's November 6th, and this is John Boy and Jake Radio Tuesday, Dead Tuesday. Got a little Skinner to open up the show. We got Knicks going into two overtimes. We got Yankee rumors. We got buzzer beater fighting shots. And we got a Senators trashing their own coach in an Uber. Some other fun stories. Assault by Hot Pocket. Let's get into it. Thanks for tuning in. All right, welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. That's Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinnerd. Died in a plane crash, 1977, age 29, which is how old I am right now. Born in 1948. You always forget, like, musicians from the 70s, like, born in 48. Like, oh, shit, dude. You're old. Anyway, how you doing, Jake? Welcome to Tuesday. It's your favorite day of the week, Dead Tuesday. Hello! Yeah. Uh, Tuesday is my least favorite day of the week. Uh, will will be a bad day. Everyone enjoy your bad day, um, dude. A Skinner concert, those must have ripped. Oh, yo! So that's like I, as I was waiting for us to get started, I just been watching Skinner concerts from nineteen seventy six and seventy seven, and like I don't think I could use them at any point. But I was just making gifts of all the people in the audience because they're fantastic. <laughs> It just seems like the best concert to get really drunk at and still be able to kind of sing along. And it's really good music. Give like, me three steps, give me three steps of music, give me three steps on the dough. Yeah. Oh, the jello. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're like fantastic YouTube videos. I was watching them. I watched one at the Oakland Coliseum, and then it, it showed this girl on a guy's shoulders in the crowd, and all she's doing is just screaming, Free Bird! Free yeah. Bird! And it's like, oh, shit, that's been a thing that's been annoying since the dawn of time. People just yeah. screaming Free Bird whenever they hear Skinner. <laughs> but Skinner's some good stuff. My, uh, yeah, I got like a, like a lot of Skinner songs. Maybe we'll, he'll be back, you know, Dead Tuesdays. Maybe he'll be back. Cool name, too, Ronnie Van Zant. Probably not in real life, but on on this, on the show, I don't think he'll be back in real life. Well, unfortunately, dead's forever, and that's why I'm so scared of it. Oh yeah, I had some of that going last night. Why? Because you were watching. You finished Taunting of Hill House. I didn't finish it. I got two more, two more left. But uh, yeah, just I mean the 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 some of the thoughts that run through my head before it hits the pillow is dark stuff. Dark barista stuff, so. <laughs> you like dark coffee? You like? I like a light roast because it's got more caffeine. 
I don't know, man. I coffee's coffee to a degree, but I usually get the floofy stuff still. I, I my coffee game is pretty bad. I we have a coffee machine in our building, so I normally go with that. I get I get the espresso shot and then there's like a French vanilla blend. So I don't know, whatever that turns into and then I just pour it over ice anyways. So I'm drinking bad espresso coffee ice water. Nice. Yeah, I started making ice cubes out of coffee, and that's great. And when it melts, it's just coffee. Yeah. It's revolutionary. My mom told me that. Hi, Mom. Smart. I had a good day for me. I was supposed to drive my parents to the airport today, which is, you know, like a three-and-a-half-hour round-trip ordeal, maybe three-round-trip ordeal in the middle of the day. My dad said that uh, I don't have to anymore. They're driving themselves, which I was like, are you sure? Because I already scheduled it in. Now, it's like, is it a lost day and I can do whatever I want in those three hours or should I get work done? Ooh. Like, you got a 50-50. You got a little sum-sum for you, a little sum-sum for the man. Well, the crazy thing is that my hobbies are now my work. So it's like, even right. even when I want to sit down and just do like a hobby, it oh, that's goes into the, the work now. It's kind of nice. But a lot of people wish their hobbies were their work. Pretty lucky. Yeah. All right, we got some stories here, Jake. We got we're gonna go around the tri-state area first. I'm gonna bring it to you because I got some questions. The Knicks lost in double overtime last night to the Bulls. Knicks Bulls, '90s great, great game. But all I saw was this was the worst game, garbage game. That's the impression I was getting that this was a bad Knicks game. Went double OT, they lost. Was it exciting at the end when they pushed it to one OT, pushed it again, or was why was this such a bad game? It's one of those, there's a little bit of excitement. There's a little bit of a groan, like we're really doing this. Um, these teams, so they both are now three and eight. Um, both teams are, are firm in a rebuild. The The Bulls are playing some guys. I mean, I and, and Jimmy, I, I don't want to depict you in a bad light, but I mean, it, not many guys on this Bulls roster are household names. Um I mean, some of the guys on the bench are cheese and rice. But uh, so they opened up this game and it was really ugly. I teams, I think they were shooting like under 20 percent in the first quarter. And then the game kind of continued on. Uh, the Knicks outplayed him in the fourth. So they tied it there. And then you, you get a little excited. But um, yeah, man, I mean, the Knicks ended up shooting 38 percent on the game, uh, 26, 27 percent from three. Uh, and it was just ugly basketball. The Knicks started their youngest lineup ever. Um, Trier, Dotson, Nilakina, Robinson, and Von Ley. And two of those starters, Nilakina and Robinson, didn't score, which that's normally a bad sign. Um, and the, the Knicks, Knicks, <laughs> Knicks best player, Tim Hardaway Jr. What did Frank do for 16 minutes? What did Frank do? Dude, that... He's he kind of goes sad puppy dog like you're I, you're looking at his box score now oh for six oh for three from three, and dude you could literally see it in his shot he he takes sad boy shots like he he hits a point like if he misses his first two, his next shots he's like I'm open and I know I have to take this but I don't think I'm gonna make it, um dude just, his it, this is <laughs> a one total rebound. Two assists, uh, two, two fouls, 
And that's his whole thing. Yeah. One, <laughs> one rebound, two assists, two fouls, plus minus uh, negative 17. Yeah, and it, it's tough because the defense will end up and should be his calling card, but you obviously have to do more than that. And, uh, I mean, it seems it, – it's tough, man. The, the guy has this potential, but he kind of goes into a cage sometime. And on the same night, uh, Alonzo Trier, the undrafted second-round rookie, the guy that didn't get drafted because he, uh, he had a performance-enhancing drugs here in college, but also like, he was just a pure scorer. He was a guy that kind of didn't give effort on defense every night, blah, blah, blah. Um, he gets his first start. He scores 21. He handles the ball a lot. Um, it's exciting, at least. Um, and he scores 21 points. And it's, I mean, like, Frank doesn't have that in his system at all right now. Um, so it kind of sucks for him. At the same time, Mitchell Robinson, the center who they've liked, um, he only plays 11 minutes in a game he started. So I, it's... Uh, it's a little bit Fizdale trying to find these guys' rhythm, and I think, I don't know, I, I think Fizdale has to find out because you see some of the bench guys, Hazonia, Moutier, um, Cantor, Burke, they played a lot of minutes, and these are proven NBA guys. Um, Money Moutier. You're wearing, I, a, I, you're wearing a Money Manziel shirt right now. Should we sell Money Moutier shirts? No, I I still need to get my head around Moutier. He was, like, so bad, and now he's kind of playing okay. But, yeah, sure. Does plus um, minus matter? Because he was plus 11. Yeah, kind of. It, it matters more as a whole than, um, like, game by game necessarily. But, yeah, he was solid for them, and they like him. Cantor goes for 23 points, 24 rebounds. He's uh. Man, and man, he's he's in a weird situation. They <laughs> his goal coming into the season, he was open about. It. He's like, I really want to be an all star this year, and everyone's like, Okay, cool, good goal. And so then the Knicks benched him, <laughs> and they're like, Hey, Cantor, we want your goal to be the sixth man of the year. <laughs> and so he's like, Okay. So it's kind of funny because in the game, he's doing some sad puppy dog stuff because he's not great at containing his emotions. But then after the games, he'll come out with a quote like, love this team, we're, we're having fun, doing big things. Um, yeah, Cantor's, yeah, Cantor's liked, right? Uh, it's a weird mix. Like, if you, if you just watch a game for fun, like, you love Cantor. Like, he does a lot of fun stuff. He scores a lot. He grabs a lot of rebounds. He's got good energy. Uh, he had seven assists this game, which is wild for him. He normally doesn't do that. Um He's just so bad on defense. Like, if you're into basketball, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what a good baseball comparison. Like, not even Andujar. Like, it's it's bad. It's someone who can't play defense. Evan well, Gaddis. <laughs> what about his personality? Because he's always talking shit, but then he's asking LeBron to come play. And it feels like when you're always talking shit, it's just more tiring and more, more feels like an act than not. He feels like he puts on a big persona to me that he doesn't have. Yes, it's it's a catch-22 because you're absolutely right. He he does do that. But at the same time, he's kind of the guy that's into weird stuff, Fish, that would give him that personality. Like, I think he's dating a WWE girl, and, like, half his Instagrams during the offseason are, like, him at WWE events, and he loves that stuff, and he's like... <laughs> like, he, he, would, he would Instagram the same thing if he spent two hours with Michael Jordan than if he spent two hours with, like, Hulk Hogan. 
Be like, I can't believe I got to meet one of the greatest ever. <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> cool, man. All right. All right. Well, there's, new, there's Yankee news. And we're usually not going to do Yankee news here because we have our own Yankee show, which is, you know, the best in the in the Jumbo Media Network. Most listened to, most active audience. Well, but we have some little things that we'll talk about on, uh, on the next episode, but if, maybe we just have some radio listeners. But whatever. The Yankees, some weird things happened. The first thing, Jake, that I didn't even tell you before show, do you have a response to Cashman's comments on Sonny Gray? Never heard a GM be so forthcoming and say, we are trading this guy. Uh, we're not going to try it again because he can't pitch in New York. And then he said that, oh, Evaldi wasn't fearless. Evaldi, his makeup was good, which is, you know, he, what he's saying there is Sonny is, he said Sonny is scared to fail and his makeup isn't good. Yeah, I, I think that's the funny part because in the actual Sonny quotes, he, he says some GM going to trade a guy stuff that I, I think we've heard before. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's still, it's tough love. Um, I think it's funny the Evaldi quotes is where he really shits on Sonny Gray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's really pushing this narrative that and this is helps him trade wise. He's really pushing this narrative that Sonny Gray's a good pitcher and he's gonna be good for you. He just can't handle New York. It had nothing to do with his physical prowess. So it is kind of helping the trade talk, but it's it's definitely wild to hear a GM come out and say that. Yeah, and I, I went into depth on this. I, I think it was, I, I forget when it was, probably a month ago. But it I think value-wise, it doesn't make sense. Because normally with players, you say, yeah, you know, we're, we're open to offers, but if we got to hold on to a guy, we hold on to a guy. I think if he says that with Sonny Gray, they'd call full BS. And with him saying, we're going to move Sonny Gray, you know, as a team, you can convince yourself on Sonny Gray. So. You know, the spin rate is there. Spin rate. Um, and his road ERA this year was 317, and he still has some some good numbers there. So by doing that and saying you're going to trade him, now the four or five teams that might be interested have to take it more seriously instead of being like, yo, Cashman, this guy's not going to be on your team next year. Cashman can say, yeah, but he could be on your your opponent's team, and he could be a really good value for you. So... Uh, yeah, tough love it is. The other Yankee headline, and this came from Dan uh, Federico, who who's a friend of the program and friendly on Twitter. It's kind of a, I think I, I think he said that uh, Harper's being looked at for first base, and that I think Ken Rosenthal in the Athletic just kind of confirmed it even more. And no offense to Dan, but obviously, uh, I trust Ken Rosenthal more. I, I think he would understand that. Harper at first, the thought is intriguing, given the failure of Greg Bird to establish now as regular and the question of whether Luke White could be productive over a full season. Um, the funny part about Dan's tweet that did this is he says that the Yankees called the Nationals execs to ask about Harper's makeup and his willingness to trade change positions. And it's just funny to me because why would the Nationals say anything? No, dude, he's fucking dick. He told us that he'd rather uh, kill his mother than play first base. You shouldn't even offer him anything. Yeah, he's got a big Red Sox tattoo on his chest. Um, now you wouldn't want that leaking out. He just yeah. used to walk around the hallways muttering, fuck Brian Cashman, fuck Brian Cashman. It's really Brian weird. Cashman. We were like, yo, Bryce, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know. I guess maybe there are some unwritten rules about baseball that normal people wouldn't know about 
just GMs being friendly and cordial and stuff like that. But a kind of doubt it. And B, um, yeah, I don't know that he he could he could make a move to first. His defense was kind of bad last year, but I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 until anything happens, you just read it and you say, "Hmm, that's interesting," and then you store it in the back of your brain, and hopefully, it never becomes anything. Yeah, I thought Yankees were out on Cashman at, or oh. out on Harper. Well, yeah. Well, the next report is you know just reports, 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 which you know we all are a sucker for and like them, and then we love to knock them as well. Yeah, it's uh. I, I'm actually not enjoying it because the stuff that's been out so far has just been so ridiculous. It's the same as last year. I think you're much deeper into the weeds this oh, off yeah. season than you were last off season. Because last off season was the first time I was like, "What? What? This is nonsense. Yeah. How are we? How are like credited people?" And I'm not saying this is not this isn't nonsense, but like the other two just felt like such nonsense. Yeah, and I, I might make you dig later because I, I saw someone said it, but I didn't actually research it. But I think there was a point last year when they said the Yankees were out on Giancarlo Stanton, and then he ended up in pinstripe. So Yeah, everything gets said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's turn her away from the uh, in-state, the tri-state area news, to the national coverage because there's not a lot going on in the tri-state right now. Uh Let's go to the national news stories. We got our national correspondent, Jake Stork. Do you want a new name for as do you want a different media name for national stories? No. Um let's let's talk about it. Jakey S. Jakey 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 I just Stories. Said, I said no. Yeah, but I'm, uh, I'm pretty hard on you need one. All right. Yeah. Throwing it over I'm, to Jakey Stories now. Jake Story. Um yeah, my my boy, have, right in the backyard, I can almost see the arena from here. Eh? Um, Jamal Murray uh, has a big night against Los Celtics in what was kind of the big NBA game, um, the, the up-and-coming Nuggets against uh, the Celtics. Um, and, yeah, Jamal Murray goes for 48. He tries to go for 50. Kyrie doesn't like that. Whoa. Um, I don't know. Re- regular season basketball, trying to put put together some stories. I mean, the bigger thing is my my Nuggets are nine and one, baby. But do you have uh, a, do you have a problem with him going for fifty? So he's sitting at forty eight, and they're up by a lot, and they're going to win. And he chucks up a three as time expires, which I I will say, if the fifty isn't on the line, I think it's a dick move. If you're just sitting at thirty points and you're trying to get to thirty three, then you can't you can't shoot that. It's kind of just sportsmanlike. Like, come on, right. Don't be dick. But I do think the 50, I'll allow it. Hey, if you score 50, your name goes in a club. Right. It, it becomes a lot bigger of a story. It, it becomes someone scored 50 last night. It's, it's one of the first things you mentioned. That's, that's a magical NBA number. Um, yeah, he, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have a problem with it. I, it he, you summed it up perfectly. Like, yes, if just normal game, it'd be like, what, what the hell was that? But... It, we, the intention was clearly no. He just tried to throw up a casual 50 up there. Uh, and it comes back to the classic. And I thought this was the old man argument, but, like, if if you don't like it, stop it. Yeah. Um, and he well, missed the shot. But, I mean, the Boston's more mad they lost the game and they're, they're now 6-4 and four on the season. And the Nuggets are 9-1. and one. Yeah, well, Marcus, he's he said in his uh, uh, Murray said in his post game that like he's like, hey, Marcus Smart didn't like that, and he's like, oh, I just told him I was trying to get fifty, and he, it's all good. I think yeah. Kyrie, I think I mean, why would Kyrie or Marcus Smart or any Celtic know? Like, oh, 
like in the time you don't know that he's sitting at 48 you'd have to be right like to have the other team's total in your head during the game you'd have to be thinking about some weird like shit <laughs> i don't think yeah they, they'd have to really be putting it it's almost like after 50 and then you're like oh shit yeah actually i don't know man i when you're on the bench you got to do something so then yeah, Kyrie comes the over Kyrie comes over between timeouts. He's like, yo, how much Murray got? And the bench is like, no, dude, don't ask. Yeah, you I don't want to know, bro. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't I don't have a problem with it because he was going for 50. But I can see how the Celtics like on the court were like, yo, dude, what the fuck? And yeah. then they just need to be told, yo, he was at 48. You would do the same thing. Get the 50. Put your name in the books. And they'd be like, right, yeah, sure. Yeah, but then they talk themselves out of it. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'd, I'd just take the 48. Yeah, you got to um, stay firm in your initial stance. Otherwise, right. you're a punk bitch. Can't be, can't be acknowledging that other people have better points than you and changing your mind. It's not manly. Win, win the game, and that doesn't happen. Yeah, um, yeah dude. The Los Nuggets, man. Warriors 2.0. <laughs> I'd love to see it. You want to go to this next one? It, is, it didn't sound like you actually want. You love to see it. <laughs> I, w- the, I wouldn't love to see the Nuggets become the Warriors. Well, Jim, I think here's here's a big one we could pass to you. the the uh, The Ottawa Senators, eh? Uh, they were shit coach, shit talking their coach, and it kind of blew up and became a national story. And I I think it crossed some unwritten rules of hockey, which Again, you you have much more of a background than me, so I, I don't know if you want to take the ball and roll or what. Oh, this crossed unwritten rules of Uber rides. Fuck this Uber yeah, driver. More importantly, yo, it's a bunch of guys on the team, like blowing off steam and talking about the season and the coach and shit like that. And yeah, they say like they don't even listen to the coach's meetings because he says the same thing every time. They said, yo, he doesn't even give us directions. He just like narrates what we're doing doesn't tell us what to do better that's what they said in the car if anything if anything the player should not have to apologize for this like what do you think teammates do they talk about the coaches they have share their opinions on if they like a coach or dislike a coach this is great insight for the senators yo your coach the penalty kill meetings he's lost the entire room they haven't listened in three weeks Right. And you're making them apologize for having a discussion amongst themselves about that? Get right. over yourself. Like, the Senators, that coach, they better take a long look in the mirror and not just say, you guys can't be talking like that in public. They're in an Uber car ride. Right. This but, might be the most honest thoughts you'll ever get. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you were to sit them down and be like, what do you think about coach? You wouldn't hear this. That's why players' meetings are important right. and shit, too. But I just think if there's anyone out there that, that – thinks this is bad because they were kind of laughing about how bad they are right and i think fans a lot of times don't think athletes like are allowed to have senses of humor stuff like that right in bad times like they're laughing about how bad we are nothing's funny nothing's funny yeah that's how like human nature works if you're losing you got to practice harder yeah my favorite is that quarterback for the cardinals that he's like slept through some alarm clocks and stuff. He had a bad history. He played for a little bit. I forget his name. But he was laughing on the sidelines and they're getting blown out. And they asked him about it. He's like, yo, I was feeling down. My buddy told me a funny joke to cheer me up. And I laughed. And this is what you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you guys are mad at me for? Yeah. Like, so... I, the media is so stupid. I But I don't know the public reaction to this story. I haven't dug around. They could be on the team, the player's side. I'm fully on the player's side. This was a conversation amongst, like, eight players in an Uber. That's what they talk about. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I, I forget. Did, so did the Uber driver leak it? Yeah. Uber. Okay. And then if you're the Uber driver, do you leak that? Because you're like, yeah, I got this cool story. I guess so. I mean, why, why not? Um, it just sucks yeah, that I, I had to apologize. Yeah, I saw a couple hockey guys' opinions, and they were actually they were against the players, but I didn't know if they knew that the that the Uber driver leaked it, not the players, because um, they were kind of doing the whole player like, um, like player code type stuff, which seems like they weren't. They were just being guys. Um, dude, I <laughs> did you hear the Jamarcus Russell story that came out the other day? No, I heard. I saw people <laughs> talking about, but I didn't look it up, dude. <laughs> So there's all these rumors that he didn't have the work ethic and he was fat and all that. So they leaked this out. And again, why this leaked out today, I'll never know. But dude, they they thought he wasn't watching tape when they sent him home. Like they'd send him home tape. So, dude, they sent him home with blank tapes. And he came back and said, yeah, I watched I watched the Blitz packages. So, like, that's how bad it was. So, sorry, when you mentioned quarterbacks on the sideline, my eyes lit up because I was like, oh, my God. How dumb is that? you got to be so mad. Like, you got to be furious. If you're an organization, like, Jesus. You, when he comes back and says, I saw the Blitz packages, credit to whoever was in the room that didn't, like, punch him or throw something at him. Right. But they might have. Because you got to lose your fucking mind. And think about just how lost you have to be as an athlete to think that's okay. Got his contract, didn't care, I guess. Phew, been there. Um, but yeah, any anything else? Senators in a Uber? No, I'm on yeah. the I'm on the player's side here. I mean, if anything, th- if you look at what they said, their complaint was that their coach didn't coach them. They're like eager to be coached on the penalty kill. And he is not coaching them. That was their biggest complaint, which I think is what you want your players to be complaining about. Yeah, I wish I wish he would coach us on the penalty kill. We're really, really bad at it, and he doesn't say anything. So, Senators need to take a good look in the mirror and not yeah. at the players because they're going to spin this like they need to get the locker room in control. They can't have all these leaks. It's bad business, dude. Get coaches in control. They're not coaching anything. Let's get this glass half full. Let's 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 use this as an optimistic thing. Um. They should bug locker rooms all the time. Feel how players feel about the coaches. Ooh, that's invasion of privacy and stuff. Not into that. Well, they bug everything now again. Ooh, Jimmy conspiracies. Okay. I think it's proven your phone listens to you. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I just don't care because nothing I say should be important to anyone. Uh, they, if, if it came out there tracking me, that becomes really funny for me in a couple years. Someone uh, someone quote this. Nothing I say should be important to anyone. Yeah. Jake on his radio show. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I should be I, I think it could be fun and entertaining and give you a smile, but like if 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 you think it's important enough to like start writing down and stuff, oh holy smokes. But I I think something you do need to write down, Jim, which is huge for your roots and where you're from and what you're about. It's this 14-year-old handsome strong boy who becomes the youngest goal scorer in Paraguay Derby history. To be 14 years old and playing in a league full of men and and you know, like and then he scores. I don't know, you just got to be so pissed if you're like a 30-year-old. Oh yeah. You're in this league and like, you know, you've grinded. But and then you can you even be pissed at prodigies 
14-year-old professional soccer player. And he is a handsome, strong boy. You see pictures of him? I guess no. Um, I just made an assumption. But I'll send you a picture. I'll send you a picture after he scored his goal. Dude, there's to, there's there's two types of 14-year-old that could be playing in the Par- Paraguay Derby and scoring their first goal. And so this guy, I mean, you're either yes sir, thank you sir, and everyone's looking at him like, "Yo, you're you're the next one," or he's a brat and you're everyone just loathes this kid. Yeah, it all depends on personality, but yeah. good for him. His parents must be super proud. Maybe. Maybe maybe his dad's never happy. Maybe it's never good enough, Jim. That's what drives him. Good Daddy never loved me! Did you see the picture I sent you? He is a handsome, strong boy. Well, and then there's some still pictures, but after his goal scored. 14 years old, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I was crying. Oh, my, my God. Pa- yeah, my he's parents, a freak. My parents were moving us again. Yeah, he doesn't look 14. No. Yeah, this... This looks closer to one of those stories that leaks out and it's like, oh, nope. Um, yeah, he, he looks – if you told me he was 18, I'd be like, wow, he looks kind of old for that. So good for him, though. Good for him. And uh, college basketball starts today, but do you have anything to say about that? Is there, yeah, is it, no. Does it start with a bang? Is there a good game tonight? Yeah, they do, they do an opening night. I think they're doing Michigan State, Duke. I just had it in front of me um, – yeah, they, they do one of those. They used to do it on a battleship and stuff. They're not doing that anymore. I, I don't know. Yeah, don't know everything happened. was slippery and no one can make a single bucket. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, Kansas, excuse me. Um, dude, college basketball, just uh, the, the, big, the big story, Dukes this year, they've got their own Fab Five going on, which I guess will be cool if they're all that good. Um, but I hate Duke, so no. Um, and Duke, Kentucky plays tonight. So we got a couple good ones. Um, it's the State Farm Champions Classic, so it's all in the same building, back-to-back games. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. College basketball, like, it, it, the early season excitement doesn't have me as much as it used to, and I think it is with all the one-and-done stuff, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not just going to blab about that. Um, well, I'm rooting for Kentucky because I live in the same town as the coach of Kentucky. Right. So coach go, Cal. So go, go Coach Cal. Go Cats. And that wraps up the first half. It's now halftime, and I just wanted to bring a little inside scoop to all the listeners at home in this halftime show. Jake has been struggling with his dog because the window washers, I believe, are clean. Dude, uh, insane. I'm, I'm going to freak out at my building after this. So you kick me out of one of the public rooms to do work in yesterday because you have to vacuum. Today, Jim, I don't even know. They're not cleaning but they've set up shop outside my window. It looks like they're set up a mobile office outside of my window. I'll send you a picture, and, and you can make a clip of this. It's, it's insane. I'm, I'm not the person that would ever complain. I'm, I'm the kind of person that would be like, well, this is going to end at some point, so let's have it end. This is out of control. I'm going to freak out. I'm turning into an old man. For those of you that weren't listening yesterday, Jake got kicked out of the building. I had to finish the show on his own. Today, he's been wrestling with his dog on the left side of his body because the dog barks at the people outside the window, which doesn't make for good radio. So I've been watching this internal struggle. I think Jake handled it expertly. I think the whole first half of the episode, you couldn't even tell. We'll see how it goes the next half because now that the cat's out of the bag... 
we may have some rumblings. My, my left arm strength is impressive throughout this process. A little stiff arm Heisman pose. I mean, it's insane. And let's. I want to defend my dog for a second just because this is dog crack. <laughs> we have men on a floating device just walking outside the window and bumping into it. This is this is drugs times a million for dogs. Maybe they're our favorite friends. They're like, I need to go to a live show. And, and the fact that he's semi-chilling right now, I mean, if I let go of his harness, he's going to go over there, and when you see my name, hope it gives you hell, hope it gives you hell. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's, that's a little what's going on over here. But, yeah, I mean, there will be an update in a little bit because I, I have to march downstairs and say something because uh, this, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nobody cleaning a window. I don't see a window being clean. It's just, I think it's just a mobile, it's a remote office in the air. <laughs> and we're back to the second half. And the second half of Dead Tuesday is the real news. The stuff that you need to know, the stuff that you need to walk over to the guy in the office next to you and say, yo, did you hear about this dude who got his dick and balls bit off by his dog in Scotland? Because he, Whoa. that's what I'm opening with. He put, he put peanut butter on his penis and testicles sure. said come here come here little pup and the pup said i will not be a victim of this abuse you're not gonna me to me i'm gonna me to you bit his dick and testicles off they can't reattach the dick and testicles jake want to know why because the dog ate him chewed him up nice in his belly so you know one second you're lonely and horny 22 year old smothering peanut butter all over your privates and not having like ever having the moment like what am I doing you know like, come here come here English bulldog pup come here come here lick this up you're going to enjoy it and and the dog's like no I'll just eat that cuz it's food Yeah I mean I just you know while while I've got my dog in the state I wish you wouldn't bring that up but yeah I I just don't know how you get to this point um you know, it just seems like a couple really big steps have to happen for you to think this is a solution or an answer in any way, shape, or form. Um, I mean, you kind of got what you deserved, right? I don't know if, like, I don't know if I fully got what you deserved, like, like fully bitten off, but maybe a nibble, like a scratch. Like a scratch, yeah, like I guess a, that's a, claw, a more clawing, fair. like the dog's just like, uh, no. You know what, man? No, you spread peanut butter on your crotch. I mean, come on. If it went to plan, whatever your plan was, those moments after whatever your plan was ends and you're just like cleaning up peanut butter, mm. those have to be so depressing, self-loathing. Otherwise, you're a true sociopath. If you're not hating yourself in that the cleanup moment, instead you're in the ambulance while... Um, like the people in the ambulance have to be laughing in your face. La- oh yeah, and laughing I mean, in your face. Picture, picture you. You mentioned the sociopath normal self-loathing. If this is your regular regular Friday night, um, yeah. Imagine the self-loathing when your 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 schwinky and binky get bitten off. You know. Yeah, they're not. So. Uh, they're not going to give out his name. So <laughs> he's lucky, I guess. But. The town will know. It's going to be tough for his next Bumble date to find that out. Oh, shit. You don't have a dick and balls? What ha- Were you in the war? Did like you? Were you born without them? Oh, no. No, I uh, no. tried to get a blowjob from my dog via peanut butter, and he bit it off. So. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, 
I think I'm going to leave the date now. Yeah. I'm going to date someone that's never thought that was an option. So. Ideally. And we'll just stay with private parts here, Jake. A woman was left with a farting boob after a botched breast job. Now, this lady, uh, she's like verified on Instagram, so I don't know what she does. But she says when she was 19, she didn't have any boobs. And her boyfriend said, you have to get boobs. So she got a boob job even though she didn't want them, which... I don't know. That sounds a lot like if, if that's true, whatever. But that sounds a lot like you're just making an excuse for your boob job now because you got embarrassed. But it was a botched boob job and they left a little hole underneath, like where a third sure. nipple would be usually. And every time she lifted up her arms, her boobs made a fart. <laughs> her boobs made a. Oh, I mean, I thought you had to pay more for that feature. <laughs> they made a farting noise like, oh, hi, mom. Nice to see you. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my boob. <laughs> you wonder how much of a fart was it? Yeah. Or like a So she's a former model, huh? Okay. Yeah, and she got a reduction and that surgery got botched a little bit, but then they fixed that and now she's good to go and she started she can work out again. But would you pay for a farting boob? I mean, I think it should be an option, right? Um yeah. I don't know how you'd control it. I don't I don't know where the game plan would go from there, but yeah, I I mean, what about like a nipple whistle? Like they Put some fun stuff in there. You, cool girl walks up to you at the bar. You're you're having a nice conversation. You're like, wow, she gets jokes and stuff. And she goes, by the way, I uh, I have a farting boob. I mean, that's trump card. You're that's game over. Yeah. Oh, you'll love my friend Ken. Let me let me try to marry you. Well, no, I'm gonna hard pass, but I want you in my friend group. Oh, you want her involved, but you you don't want to be the one walking around saying my girlfriend's got the farting boob. No, I'm on the side of the woman. Like she needed to get this fixed. It's like cigarettes and then farting boob. Two biggest. Uh, I'm not soft. Gonna... <laughs> soft. But she says she was embarrassed, which she was in public. There were moments when she had a lot of fun with this alone. Oh yeah. And I mean, hey, the farting boob, I, a lot of people have normal farting in public problems. So I don't know. Well, why don't you feel out for them, lady? All right. So I chose the first two stories here, but we got some more. Do you have one that's eyeing you? Uh, the one that's eyeing me just because I've been there and it's gorgeous, gorgeous place. Casper, uh, Casper, Wyoming. Uh, so a, a gentleman gets arrested cause he, he hit a, hit a lady with a hot pocket and it burnt her. Um, and that's really tough, but that's on the guy. You have to know that's part of the hot pocket reputation. You throw a can opener or something like that. Um, I've, I've thrown a can opener at my sister once intentional miss I told the story at her wedding. Um, but yeah, what police described as hot pocket shrapnel was all over her neck and shirt. Um, and this is kind of funny. Jim Gaffigan's got the stand-up going from a couple years back now about Hot Pockets. How they either come out still freezing on the mid- middle or boiling lava hot. Um, we had a boiling lava hot, and now we've got some domestic assault, Jim. Well, here's the kicker. She heated up the Hot Pocket for him. Right. So... I mean, that shows the level of rage that was going through him. You you heard my rant about these gentlemen hanging outside my window. This guy was ready to have a hot pocket and rope it down at about 2 a.m., probably had a couple daiquiris that night. Um, and he was so mad, he's like, I don't want to do this, but I have to throw my hot pocket at you. So he says that she punched him in the face 
He said he sat down and said, "Make me a hot pocket." She made him a hot pocket. Then he said, "Give me the remote." She gave him the remote. Then they got mad. She punched him in the face, so he threw the hot pocket at her. Right? Right. Which that story's like if someone punches me in the face, sure I'll throw this hot pocket at you. But in a guy girl fight, that's almost the next move. Yeah, but then she says, "No, he just threw it at me." Um, nah, which, that's tough. Tough. But 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 I think this this should go to court of law because if she punches him with her hands, right? Right. And then he throws the hot pocket in a court of law. Could you argue that everyone knows the hot pocket's hot on the inside? It's in its name. This was a weapon. And then would this be like in the court of law? We would set the precedent that hot pockets are weapons up for assault. And is that I mean, is that good PR or bad PR for hot pocket? Uh, all PR is good PR. Firm firm by that. Um, man, I just, here's my thing. If anything's hot, you, you, you wipe it off. Um, and if it's a hot pocket, it could only have been so hot. So it feels like she had to let that sit for a little while, which I mean, then I'm putting a little bit of that back on her. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Casper, why you ever been Jim? No, I've ne- oh, I've driven through Wyoming. It's in Wyoming, right? Yeah, uh, it's 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 up it's up Norte a little bit. It's a, I think it's like a five six hour drive from Denver. Uh, went up there for work once, and there's like no trees. Um, you you forget that, and one one of the sayings in Casper is behind every tree is a pretty girl. Um, because there's basically no females in Casper, Wyoming. Um. It's well, just, they're getting hot pockets thrown at them left and right. Yeah, you know, now you see why they're leaving. Um, but yeah, gotta go, dude. I went, so I I was up there for work, and so we're you're, we're ribbing on Casper pretty good because the the town doesn't have too much going on, and so <laughs> we go out, and I'm you know I look like I'm 14 years old, especially when I'm in like tucked in shirt and khakis. Uh, so we go to a bar with a couple tough guys with like beards and stuff um so we walk up to the bar and i was like oh let me uh let, let me get an ipa um you know try and that's one of my few manly things give me give me that ipa um and so they go all right do you want <laughs> do you want the 24 ounce or the 56 ounce i said excuse me 56 ounce dude they served it in one of those giant like movie theater size cups and it it was it was insanity to me that they would do that. They ba- and being an IPA, they basically served me four beers at like an eight percent level. They they sent me enough to get drunk in one cup. There you go. So and that's a little bit of Casper, Wyoming for you. There you go. You ever been? You ever were a hot pocket guy growing up? Um, a little bit. I I I ended up getting it, and it's it's not the most convenient. I, I there's there's more convenient. I think quick snacks, and yeah, I know the problem is it it's it's not enough. Like if I want a full snack, one hot pocket's not gonna do it. So then I'm eating two hot pockets, and now you're fucking disgusted with yourself. I I've went through big hot pocket stages growing up, but yeah, at one point once I started like buying food with my own money, and I went to the grocery store, and I was like, I'm gonna buy a hot pockets. Like what the fuck? It's like ten bucks for two hot pockets. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, thanks. Then the whole horse meat came out, 
And you also, you did get burnt. There was a, there was a big burning happening on all the time. All right. Uh, the other story we got from today is that a robber went to uh, McDonald's wearing a wig and said, I'm robbing you. And then, the, like, it got so that they complied. They were like, okay, bring me to the manager's office because I'm robbing you in my wig. And then something happened. He accidentally shot himself in the leg and was like, fuck, this, this is botched and ran out. They found him like lying on the ground with no clothes on and a wig with just like a gun wound. It's just, yeah, this, it's, it's not a good feeling, Jim, for those that have been there. That's not a good feeling. To wake- Why are all these McDonald's getting robbed? Yo, so I was so confused. Why would you rob a McDonald's, right? So I right? went to, this was in uh, East Macon, Georgia, and I went to Google oh, Maps. Gorgeous. <laughs> I went to Google Maps, and I was like, what else is around? Like, what, what were right. this guy's other options? It was a Dairy Queen across the street, and then nothing else. Right. So, <clears throat> like, you forget how small some towns are. Yeah. You know, the only place that's, that's open point. that's storing money right now is the McDonald's or the Dairy Queen. So you need a quick hitter. Now, he could have went to Macon, Georgia, and there's a couple more stores. But then you're in a much bigger environment where this McDonald's was pretty isolated. Nothing else was around. So then I got it. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Then you're then you're dealing with the Macon police. You don't want that. You just want to rob that McDonald's with your wig on, start your day. Instead, you accidentally shoot yourself in the foot. You take inventory for a minute, and you're like, I think I just want to lay here and bleed out, please. Yeah. With my wig still on. Nothing else. Take Remember the, me. You need to keep your identity hidden, so keep the wig on. Yeah. But yeah, I think that counts as uh, like heavy investigative journalism for me going to the Google Maps East Maiden. That was pretty good. Yeah. Made sense in my head. Yeah. Well, I get questions. I got to answer them. All right. So that ends the, the real news. We have uh, I don't think we have any Twitter questions of the day. We have one. But let's just bypass it and save it. We need more. Send in Twitter questions. Send in more Twitter questions of the day if you've been listening, which we know you have. The stats have been good. We appreciate you. Um, What are we watching tonight, Jake? We got Rangers versus Canadians. Sure. And they're on a heater three in a row. So I'm watching that, I think, if I'm allowed to. Yeah, that'd be nice. I, I got to finish Haunting a Hill House tonight. Um, got to wait for Bay to finish that. Um, excited. Two episodes left. We almost went for it last night, but it was like we were like an hour before bedtime, basically. But there's two episodes left. That's what happened to uh, me and Katie. Katie right. and I. Because we, we had two episodes left, so I was waiting for you to record Talking Nicks, and I was like, oh, Katie, I think right. I have an hour. So we did. We watched the episode nine while you recorded talking next and you were done. You're like, I'm ready. And I was like, okay. And I told Katie, but she, she like, when you have one episode left, you can't let that sit overnight. No, no, no. Yeah. We knew if you're watching nine, you're watching 10. That's, that's the deal. So you're, you're, you're saving them. Okay, cool. I like I like watching a show that you also watch. It very rarely happens. Yeah. I don't watch a ton of TV. Pretty good. Who's your favorite of the all the characters, all the family? It's usually, usually sports. Big, uh, big Luke guy. Oh, you are a Luke fan, huh? Oh yeah. Who do you think's my favorite? Oh yeah. You're uh ooh. You you love a good female. You like the the mean sister, the one that the one that can touch people and feel shit. 
I do. She's my Theo. favorite. But I think she's the most caring. I wouldn't. I would say Shirley is the oldest. Is the bitch. I hate the oldest one. Yeah, I didn't say B I T C H. You just said that. <laughs> but I don't think Theo is mean. I think she's the most caring of the bunch. Yeah, that's her whole personality. She's she's very blunt and aggressive. Her brother called her a fist with hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's blunt and she's aggressive. Ag- aggressive, But yes. all the flashbacks, she's the most caring. Well, for anyone that's watching Haunting of Hill House, you know what we're talking about. For anyone yeah. else, go watch it. It's pretty go good. Go watch it. Watch it. Like, Jake and I both watch it with our girlfriends. Go watch it with your it's girlfriend. It's well made. It's well made. That's the biggest thing about horror movies. A lot of them are really cheap, and people are like, oh, I just like bad horror movies. I don't like those. But if you're, they're well made, and, and like you said, it's, it's more kind of sad and drama than straight up horror. Right. Oh, the mom, Carla Gugini or whatever. I don't know how to yeah. pronounce it. I, she's one of my favorite actresses. I think she's very pretty. Good witch actress. Well, they gave she's her got, such she's good She's got witch your hair. look. They gave yeah. her such witch hair. Yeah. But I, I, love, I love her. All right. What else do we got going on today? Laughs from the Past, episode four of season two just dropped. And listen, this is genuine. I told Jake before the show, I think this is our best episode from season two. Uh, it's about bands in the Civil War, which just led to funny things. Like, there's a story about they actually had a battle of the bands, a Union band versus a Confederate band before war. So that led to funny stories. One dude's, um, one dude's, what's the bugle got shot three times. So we had a pretty, pretty funny tangent about, like, do you think he tried to play it in between bullets just to see what it sounded like? We talked about. It was good. It's funny. And there's a lot of like side tangents Jake and I went on. So if you've, if you've been reluctant to check out Laughs from the Past, this would be a good episode to start from. I am H-O, in my honest opinion. Ooh. In my humble uh, opinion. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, talking Husky stuff is rolling out every day leading up till Thursday. Big season preview. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that about wraps it up for John Boy and Jake episode well this is there's no episodes it's just november 6th thank you guys very much for listening we appreciate it here's some leonard skinner to wrap up dead tuesday give me three steps give me three three steps if you don't know what this song's about he was dancing with a girl girl's husband comes in with a gun it's like get the fuck away from my women why are you dancing with my woman he's like dude just give me three steps Give me a head start before you start shooting. I'll get out of here. I didn't kiss her, and I'm not interested in her at all, which is a pretty funny song. So there you go. R.I.P. Ronnie Van Zant. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Tell your friends. Share it on Twitter or Facebook. Thanks for listening. See you guys.